Okay, listeners, we are now joined by Rizwana Mahmood, the head teacher from Carlton Junior and Infant School in Dewsbury. If I could just begin by asking you to just tell us a little bit about yourself and what it is you do. So I'm Rizwana Mahmood. I am a head teacher in Kirklees, and I started my teaching career in Bradford in September 1999 in the heart of Bradford in Manningham. And then I moved on. I I spent a few years in classroom teaching, I would say about three years, and then quickly moved up to um, leadership positions and then promoted to deputy head in Kirklees and from there worked my way up to headship. So you said you're a head teacher now. Can you Mm -hmm. tell us a little bit about your role and what that entails? Okay, so, well, in this day and age, the role of a head teacher is very versatile. It's changed from the times when I started my career, even from the times when, obviously, when I went to school as a, as a primary um, child, secondary. The role of the head teacher is dealing with multi-agencies, dealing with a community, dealing with the media, the law. It's a versatile role, and on top of all that, you have to manage the core business, which is to teach and, and to educate children and create citizens for tomorrow. So it's, it's a demanding role, it's a, it's a 24-hour role, you know, but it's not a job. You can't see the role of a head teacher as a job. It's a passion, it's a commitment, it's dedication and drive that's needed. Okay, what made you come into this field? Is it something you always knew you wanted to do? No, far from it, actually. No, I, I actually um, I started my career in the fashion industry and had no intentions of, of education. It was just something that, that my mum wanted for me. And she said, you know, it's, it's a, it, it, because my mum comes from a teaching background and she said, you know, education is, is the best route for women. Um, she strongly believed that. And I, I, I started in the fashion industry. I moved from there into uh, banking. From banking, I moved into youth and community work. And I think really it was that, it was the youth and community work that sort of triggered this interest. And I decided, right, I'm going to go get a past, um, postgraduate degree in education um, because my initial degree wasn't anything to do with education. But uh, I think working with out-of-hours clubs and with disaffected youth and, um, you know, young, vulnerable Asian women from the South Asian community, that triggered the interest in education because I got to find out more about them um, and, and, and how their mainstream education had let them down and, you know, how lost they were, needed direction, etc. And I thought, well, this is quite interesting. I applied for, I applied for the PGC, got in, um, I barely finished my PDC uh, in the summer term and I was offered a teaching job. And from then, I've just run with it, really. Okay, so obviously today we're talking about empowering women and International Mm. Women's Day. Within the kind of field that you're in, have you faced any kind of specific challenges due to your gender within this role at all? Uh, Absolutely. Uh, I've faced challenges with age, with gender, with race. It's all those barriers I've come across because I made it into leadership at a very young age within my late um, 20s, which was unheard of, to be honest with you, at that time especially. So I was up against it with more experienced um, teachers, leaders. And then gender, absolutely, um, gender played a big part in it because when you, the further up you go up the ladder, it's it's a male-dominated profession. You'd find teachers in the classroom, but, you know, at that time it was rare. Most heads were male. 
Um, so yes, I, I faced that barrier as well. And I found that I had to work extra hard being an Asian female and in leadership. So it caused many, many blocks, many barriers, but um, I overcame them. Um, It wasn't easy. It wasn't plain sailing. There were times where I thought, do I really want to do this? Um, But I think you you go back to the real reason why you came in, the passion, the commitment to make a difference. And so, yes, I I continued. And I'm still facing those barriers, I must say. It it still happens. What helped you to overcome those specifically? But like I said earlier on, it's about the the passion, my belief in making a difference. And I genuinely, I know it's a bit of a cliche, but I genuinely feel that I am making a, a difference in this, in this position. It's a very privileged position to have, you know, you're a pillar of the community. You're, and when you can see that you're making the, a difference to the lives of young um, children, their families, particularly young women, it makes a job worthwhile and you just keep going. Okay. I think for me, it's not a job. As I said earlier, it's not a job. I enjoy it and, and I go beyond the school gates, yeah. um, go that extra mile. I'm working weekends. I'm contactable in the evenings, even to the community, to local businesses, etc., etc. You know, um, it, I just enjoy it. Okay, and to the young women that may be listening to this interview today, mm. um, if you could tell them anything or give them any advice, what would you say? I would say persist in, in what your goals are. Recognise yourself first. Understand your own identity. What is it that you want? Um, as I explained to you, my journey, you know, in the initial stages, I came from, you know, fashion and art. I had no knowledge of education. But then, obviously, some, something triggered my interest. And it was that that I, you know, I, I um, stuck by uh, and I realised what my interests are. And I would say to young ladies who, who are in whatever career, understand yourself, gain your own identity first and hold on to that. Find a clear purpose in life and, and keep going. Don't let anybody tell you you can't because you can. And particularly for those who are wanting to come into education, I mean, education now is, is an evolving game. It's changing so much day by day. It, it, you know, the pace is so fast. You've got to have the mental um, resilience, the, the physical stamina. And if you've got that, you know, pursue these goals in education. We need more young women in, in primary education and actually young men as well. I know this is about women, but young men as well. But women in particular are role models who can work with young mums and let's not forget, the first school for a child is their mother's womb. So what we're saying is belief, understand, keep working hard and nothing is impossible. Absolutely. What I would like to say is that, you know, there are open fairs, career, career fairs in universities, etc. And I would, I would encourage young women to go for it and go, go and see, go and visit schools and see what education can offer you. I've definitely learned a lot from our interview today and I'm sure so of our Sunrise Radio listeners. So thank you very much for taking the time out and speaking with us today and all the best with whatever it is you do in the future. Thank you, Niles. It's been a pleasure. Across West Yorkshire, Manchester and Glasgow, this is Sunrise Radio on FM, DAB, online, mobile, tablet and TV.